This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Thanks for listening to Primetime with Isaac and Souk On Demand, a service Patriots podcast on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Service Patriots is your home for comfort solutions for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. The Pac-12 finishes its run with postseason matchups. We're just fighting like crazy every week to play as good as we can and not get too wrapped up in all the big picture stuff right now. There's too much left to play for. Defense is what it's all about in all of football, and I think our defense playing the way they're playing right now, they, they kept us in this football game. This is Primetime on College Bowl Week. Brought to you by Mods PDX. The future of building is here. Online at modspdx.com. Primetime with Isaac and Souk on 1080. Football's a business. Game. Only one way to be played. The fan. All right, welcome into primetime. Hello, my friend. Big suit on back in the house. You <laughs> I survived. Know. Yeah, I got a little COVID. Uh, spent some time in the Great White North. Uh, you got uh, a little drunk, and uh, here I am. Yeah, you made it through Border Patrol. That's what I'm excited about. Yeah, yeah. And I then, didn't know they let uh, the KKK in the country again. Apparently, I'm back. Well, it was weird because we we spent uh, I spent my Christmas up in uh, up in in Vancouver, the Great North. And there's a little uh, there's like a peninsula. It was the strangest thing ever. So yeah. my buddy was like, "Hey, we got to go to Point Roberts." Okay. You ever heard of Point Roberts? I'm not familiar. Yeah. And I was, he's like, he goes, it's it's the United States, but it's in Canada. And I'm like, what okay. do you mean? I'm, I'm like, interested. is it like an island? He goes, no. He goes, it's just, he's like, it's a peninsula. Look up Point Roberts sometime. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing. So it's about 45 minutes outside of Vancouver. Okay. Right? And you're just driving. And for, for an unknown reason... Like and you can look, you can look it up. There is, I, I think it's some sort of mail fraud scheme. I'm not okay. sure like how all this happened, but you're just driving and then out of nowhere, just literally out of nowhere. Imagine driving along like like Long Beach in Washington, okay. right? You know the place well, you know, and you got that little tail there, sure. or maybe like the Florida Keys would be a better example. Okay. That's a better one. You're driving down the A1A in Florida, and all of a sudden, as you're driving through the Keys, you're just in Cuba. Like there's just, there's just a line you come across the border check and then you go across and it's a town of like 5,000 people. There's one bar, there's one supermarket and it's all like dilapidated. It's not nice, but there are like nine different postal annexes and like UPS stores. So everyone mails the stuff there and then you just drive it across the border. I'm telling you, it's all a front for like drugs and like mail fraud. But like my buddy was like, dude, we're going to There's this one bar and it's like the shadiest looking. It's like called the Reef Inn. He's like, we're going to go there on Sunday. We're going to watch the NFL and we're going to drink in America <laughs> while being in Canada. USA. Yeah. USA. And so we drive there and it's this, this, this dilapidated like bar and it's right next to a dilapidated liquor store. And we get there and it's closed due to heating issues. <laughs> There's just a sign on. We drove an hour. There's just a sign on the door that's like, sorry, heating issues. Closed till like next Tuesday. What is the border patrol like there? What are they used to? You're saying drug front, all this stuff. I don't know. There's in? just like one dude just working, and like like normally when you cross the border, right? Like there's there's a, a real like it 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 means something. You know, there's a check, there's a mounty there, there's someone with a badge. This looks like you're just driving through a Dutch Brothers. There's just one dude. He's just sitting there with the most Canadian accent of all time, and he's like, "Whoa, hey." What are you uh, doing at uh, Old Point Roberts? Welcome like, back I, to America. Eh? Yeah, we're like, we're like, we're just going across the going across the drink, and then like, oh, just on your way. Which was weird because you would think that the guy sending you back into the United States would be from the United States. This dude was super Canadian. I was like, that the whole thing threw me off. But it, yeah, it's just like you're driving through to get a Dutch Brothers, and then you're back in the United States, and then like we go to the super because the 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 place was closed. 
And so then we're like, well, what do we do? We're like, I will just, there's nowhere else to go in Point Roberts. There's one bar. So we're like, well, I guess we'll, we'll go back and we'll, we'll find a bar in, in Canada, uh, which again, five minutes away. So we stopped by the, uh, the, the one grocery store because we were on a, uh, a quest to find hot butter rum mix because we just drank the entire time. And you walk into the supermarket, and again, it's like a one-stop shop. You can buy some uh, local art. You can buy what just, it's like the most hodgepodge random store in the world, which is so strange because there's real stores five minutes away, but into Canada. But if you want to buy anything in the United States, then it's like this weird, dilapidated, like, just like hodgepodge, five, five and dime, goodwill grocery store. It was the weirdest thing. But wow. if you're ever up in Canada and you want to see something weird, go to Point Roberts because it's it's like something out of the Twilight Zone. I, it says Katie Sackoff, who was in Battlestar Galactica yeah. and in like Mandalorian, yeah. she's from Ahsoka here, stuff. Yeah. She lived there for a while. And John Tortorella lived there while he was the uh, coach of the Canucks. Why? It's it's got to be a tax thing or a male thing, like what you're There's saying. There's no reason for it to exist. It's the most eleven hundred people. Yeah, eleven hundred, even less than I thought. It's the most arbitrary place in the world. There's but a- it's it was it was very very weird to be in Canada, but be in the United States. That, this is honestly fascinating to me, Sue. There's a couple of like enclaves here, essentially yeah. in the U.S. that kind of have little points inside Canada, but it's technically the US there's yeah. this one and then there's one it's like off of a lake in Minnesota and really it's not i, I don't I, I'm, they're probably using it for mail fraud but essentially it's just because of the crappy way our country's lines and yeah. borders were drawn but did up. you see it like on the map like yeah. there's no there's no reason it's just this little tiny peninsula and then like a random line and it's like well now you're in the United States you can't you can't even take a ferry from Point Roberts into the United States. No, kids have to... You have to take a ferry to, like, Victoria, and then Victoria, you can take a ferry back into the United States. So there is no way to get from Point Roberts, which is the United States, into the actual United States. Doesn't work. No, kids have to bus for hours. Like, there are... You said 1,100 or so a population, Patrick? Kids... Yeah. In elementary and mid and high school are in this town and they have to bus like at three in the morning over to the real United States and then at the end of the day back into this little enclave inside of Canada. Ah, I found out what it is. It's the 49th parallel. That's what it is? They are south of the 49th parallel. Oh, well. So since they're south of the 49th parallel, they become United States because it says that's the acceptance of the international boundary between USA and Canada. Oh, well. crappy way that we drew up our borders. It's just, it's bewildering. Like, you go into the the one liquor store, it would be like, you ever just walk into, like, a teenager's room and there's just no right? It's just like, it's exploded. That's the liquor store. You just, (laughs) you walk in there. There's just open boxes of things everywhere. Yeah. There's random just one-off cans on shelves. I want a nice bottle of tequila. Ooh, I found it on the ground. Yeah. yeah. It just was It was everything that I wanted it to be, and I'm just so disappointed that I did not get to drink and eat and watch football at the uh, the Reef Inn you know, due had... to heating issues. <laughs> like, Well, I could have worn a jacket. That's what I said. I was like, heating issue? Like, we're all bundled up anyways. Right. I mean, let's. that's why I'm there to drink. Between do the TVs work, do the beer flow, I'm in. Exactly. I'm sorry, but, I mean, think about it. We got scarves, we got hot beverages, <laughs> there's women, all for sale on the streets of Canada that can keep us warm. What are we doing? Open up, Reef. I'm here to I'm here to party. Well, but I had, I had a great time. We saw some hockey. Uh, wandered around. We spent Christmas Eve. There was a big Christmas market yeah. in the middle of Vancouver. And, uh, shocker, we drank way too much there and then just wandered the streets of Vancouver looking for bars that were open. And then we, that was, that was our, that was our Christmas Eve was like just poutine and, and drinks wherever we would go. We just bounced around the city and then, uh, you know, aha videoed our way back to our, uh, our rental French fries and gravy. Do they treat bars like, uh, they do in America where now I remember when I was, when I, let's see, I turned 21 in 2006 and we used to throw, like a party for our friends, everybody that came back home for the holidays. We used to go to the back alley in Vancouver, right off Mill Plain, because it was the only bar open yeah. on Christmas. Now every bar is open. Is every bar open up there? It on wasn't Christmas? every bar, but it was a pretty robust. Uh, you had options. We had options, and there were people. You know, that we were not the only ones out and about milling around. Uh, it was, out in a boot. Out in a boot. Yes, it was. Uh, it, it was a good time. So we uh, we've enjoyed that for the last handful of years. We have uh, we've taken to normally we go to, to Mexico, but yeah. um, 
yeah, this time we uh, we went north of the border and we just kind of some friends and it was it was a good time. So you know, outside of uh, catching COVID, I'm 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 feeling good. Were you able to find uh, any of the great agriculture they have up there? <laughs> we had, we got involved in a lot of fun things yeah, that yeah. the Great White North has to offer. <laughs> I'm a I'm a big big fan of beautiful uh, people up there. It is. <clears throat> it's just it's 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 wonderful people and uh, always enjoy going up there. And I just I love the NHL. Yeah, and I know we have a team up in uh, in Seattle now, but I, I just uh, it's not the same. I grew up taking my kids, where my kids grew up going to Canucks games, and there's just something about Canadian hockey that uh, that warms my heart. You hit a little O Canada there, and you got thirty thousand <laughs> people belting it out, and just uh, I like it. I, I like the. Uh, I'm always jealous of national pride that isn't. Um, hmm, how do I want to say USA? Well, I love national. That isn't the flag waving. Uh, whatever it is we well, do here. Our national pride tends to be very divisive, and that bums me out. It used to be really cool. I love... I feel like growing up it was cool. Yes! I love doing a USA-USA Yeah, thing. hell yeah. And uh, it bums me out that over the last handful of years, and I've talked about this on the show many times, that now national pride um, has really become an ugly an ugly thing. And a lot of times for people, and, and I'm not trying to throw blame anywhere, but the, the, the flag even, yeah. and the anthem has become very divisive and, mm -hmm. and that sucks. And you know, people, you know, hanging a flag outside of their house or you drive one in your car and, or, you know, it, it, it's become a real, uh, a bummer in, in a lot of ways. And so when you go to other places where there seems to be more national unity, uh, like up in Canada, mm -hmm. uh, I, I very much, uh, I'm, I'm jealous of that. So, um, I like, I like, catching glimpses of that and uh that was a really um it was really cool to to go up there and like one of my favorite parts of going to hockey in canada is they're always very respectful of the american national anthem and some people even sing along and they do a beautiful job and then the canadian anthem and there's just everyone belts it out and who it's the, it's cool it gives me goosebumps who the canucks play they got the sharks the sharks good beat, game oh they kick the hell out sharks <laughs> are like one of the worst teams in oh, okay and the, the Canucks are really good this year. So then so. you got to see the Canucks be really good, kick the ass out of somebody, and then uh, and then see everybody lose their minds. Yeah, it was great. Good yeah. time. So uh, yeah, we uh, I'm I'm back. I'm somewhat recharged, and uh, let's uh, <clears throat> let's let's do this. I'm well, I'm ready to sports. Well, you're here for an easy day, so that helps. That helps a lot. From the text line, Suk's still alive. Massive upset. <laughs> so we're glad to have you, bud. I'm good to go, man. Like I said, I kicked COVID's ass. I'm now two for two with COVID. Not a boy. Like. I, look, I'm not look. I, I there's people I know that have uh, have lost loved ones and people that have been uh, like Rob really really got sick. Yeah, I'm knocking on whatever this is for Micah. I've had COVID twice and I've kicked it right in the you know what. There you go. Yeah, I've been down for a grand total of like 18 hours. USA. But yeah, like a, <laughs> a bunch of my training partners got COVID and I was like, ah, crap. Because we were gonna go to like the Nutcracker before we went up, sure. and I was like, yeah, I probably shouldn't do that. Yeah. Like, yeah, like literally Let's be responsible here. Like everyone that I train with, like all like they call me and they're like, hey, we're all sick and we got COVID. I'm like, yeah, yeah here it comes. And uh, but yeah, like two, and then I started to feel a little. I was like, eh, oh boy, I'm like here it comes. Like a day and a half later, I'm like, ah, I'm, yeah, I'm good. I feel ride. great. I'm like, ah. That's right. Oakley, Oakley border. Here we come. Oakley Dokley. Well, we got a show for you today. Patrick Harris, Jason Sukanik in for you. The last show of primetime of 2023. We are a heavy, heavy football show today for you to get for you guys. Uh, we'll start a little bit in the NFL and then we'll creep our way into college. Coming up in the five o'clock hour, we'll have to dive into the college football playoff. Four o'clock hour, I want to look at the Oregon Liberty matchup that's going on. There's a lot to get to. Business as usual here. We're here till seven plus the club at six. The Vancouver Ford text line. All text to the fan or via the Vancouver Ford text line. Your dollar goes further at Vancouver Ford. They treat you right before, during, and after the sale. Visit VancouverFord.com. That's 503-864-6326. I got a Vancouver Ford vehicle out in the parking lot right now that As I purchased. Do I. As do you. We are fans, and they love us, and we love them. We come back. NFL is the rest of our hour, and we'll get to our poll question. And which game do you want to see the most? That's next. Primetime, 1080 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. This is College Bowl Week on Primetime with Isaac and Sue. Brought to you by Mods PDX. The future of building is here. On 1080 The Fan. 318 here, Portland Sports Leader. Don't you forget it. We are live from the shadows of the historic Fremont Bridge. Patrick Harris, Jason Sukanik with you to finish out 2023. Jordan Schultz on the ones and twos. Uh, your poll question today is uh, your AAA heating and cooling poll question. Your NFL must watch for the weekend. I think this is the one weekend where college football takes a shot at the old big boys of trying to steal the views. But uh, there's, luck. A, there's a couple of spicy games <laughs> here. Uh, your AAA heating and cooling poll question is which game would you rather watch? And the marquee games of the weekend being Baltimore at Miami ding, 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 ding. or Detroit at Dallas. You get Detroit, Dallas tomorrow, and you get uh, Baltimore at Miami on Sunday. I'm going Baltimore, Miami. Um, I mean, look, Detroit and Dallas, I mean, both are punch. I mean, those are, these are all playoff teams. For sure. Obviously, you're still, there's a lot to play for. You know, the Ravens trying to clinch the number one seed. Dolphins trying to win a division. Uh, Dallas still technically can can win the, the division, although even with a win, they need Philly to kind of fall apart, but they're they're still in it. Uh, Detroit's um, obviously punched their ticket, but again, you're talking about seeding here. Uh, and so I think, you know, for Detroit, you look at it, and Detroit's just trying to prove that, you know, you can beat good teams. Mm-hmm. Like Detroit's still, I think, of, of the teams that are, that have uh, that are going to be in the playoffs that we know, I think Detroit is the one that that maybe not everyone is buying, and 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 Dallas, Dallas has obviously come back down to earth um, from where we were at a couple weeks ago when Dak MVP talk, and you know is Dallas the best team in the in the NFC, uh, and then they got drubbed by the Niners. So I mean, there's obviously still a lot to play for. I just think that. To be honest with you, I think the two better teams are Miami and 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 in uh, in um, Baltimore. I don't think Baltimore has anything to prove. Miami still has a little bit. Miami has a little bit of that. You need to prove it against better teams. Like look, when when you're a double digit win team in the NFL, look, you're a good team. You shouldn't have to prove anything, quote unquote. But but there, the NFL does have a little bit of this in the same way that college football does, right? You can go through your college football season. Let's take Oregon, for example, right? Oregon's a good team. We know Oregon's a good team. How many other good teams did Oregon play? Let's be honest. I mean, was Utah a good team? Not this year. Down. No, it's just they didn't have a quarterback. They didn't have an offense. You know, when they played Oregon State, Oregon State didn't have their coach. And mm. Oregon State, you know, saw what happened today with Notre Dame, although Ooh, yikes. that was a shell <clears> of a team. Like, you can make an argument that that they played two, maybe three good teams and and the, the the good team that they played, they played them twice and lost both. Yeah, like and that's how we judge you, and it's how you should be judged. How Ohio State judged, how Alabama's judged. Like and and the NFL, it's not quite the same thing because anyone can beat you on any given week. But if you are going to be considered an, an elite team, a Super Bowl team, look, you can win a lot of games against mediocre teams in the NFL. I mean, mm-hmm. Drakeman says this all the time. Tom Brady says this. The NFL is full of a lot of mediocre teams. I've been banging that drum for weeks now. There is so much bad football well, being look, played. Look at everyone that's seven and eight and, and eight and seven right now that I are that are still in the playoff. Could mix. care less about any single one of them. That's why I, I said <clears> when <throat> they expanded the playoffs to the extra wild card, I, I know everyone was excited because another game. I was like, dude, you're going to get a lot of teams that don't deserve to be in the postseason yeah they just don't and so like you you can win a lot of games against mediocre to bad teams and and i'm not trying to say that miami isn't good i like the dolphins but mm. the dolphins with some of their injury problems along their o-line offensively with an, they're really fun with an elite pass rusher or an elite pass rusher that, that went down with the snapped achilles uh tyreek's been banged up waddle's probably going to miss this game with a high ankle sprain so you know 
every team at this point is dealing with injuries, but Miami is a really good team. But I do think there's an element of, of prove it. Prove it against a, a, an elite team. And here we have Baltimore, who just made maybe the biggest statement that we've seen anyone make in the entire NFL by not just beating what I thought and most people thought was the best team Me in the included. NFL. Dude, they dropped an old-fashioned ass kicking on him. Now, some of that is, you know, a couple bad breaks with Brock Purdy, but, I mean, Baltimore went on the road in San Francisco and alley-whipped the best team. And so now, you know... Primetime, too. Yeah, primetime. So if, if you're Miami and you want people to take you seriously and, and you're trying to win the division and you want people to, to say, okay, that we, we put Miami in the same category as we, we do... Uh, Baltimore and and San Francisco and well up until recently Kansas City you know the the elite teams Buffalo the last couple seasons teams that we say we trust this is a big one so I just look at what's at stake and I just think the quality of teams and and I am I am all over what Baltimore and Miami are are, are bringing to the table I I love my fighting Dan Campbell's mm-hmm. I'm gonna watch the hell out of both of these games. But to me, it's not even close. The, the game I want to watch is Baltimore and Miami. I'm right there with you. and I'll, But I'll slide over to the other game real quick in Detroit at Dallas. And I think, I think these teams are very similar on paper. I think they've got playmakers in different spots, so that's where their difference is. But as a complete team, they remind me very similar. I think what bugs me the most about the Detroit-Dallas matchup to kind of see you know, late in the year, who is better than the other team is the NFC is going to go through an outdoor venue and Dallas has proven they cannot win on the road. They cannot win in an outdoor. And that's where I need to see them to prove me something. And I'm kind of there with Detroit. I like Detroit in this game. I like Detroit to win this game because I just don't believe in McCarthy and don't really believe in Dak. I kind of like the complete package. I like the offensive scheme that Detroit plays. But again, I'm seeing two teams that got to prove it to me outdoors that are doing it indoors. Well, there's... And so they'll beat up on each other and show who's the best, but that's not going to tell me that either of those teams can go to Philly or go to San Francisco and prove that they can win a game. To where you look over at Baltimore and Miami... That's those are two outdoor teams. That, that's <laughs> I don't mean to just sit on this indoor outdoor thing, but when the playoffs come around in January, the Saints ran into this all the time with Breeze. They yep. could be great, but they'd go up to an inferior Packers team yep. and lose. Well, and we'll see Miami too. You know they're outdoors, but Miami's a warm weather place. If they do have and, and you know with their speed and slinging the ball around, mm-hmm. you know if they have to go on the road and uh, and have to go through Baltimore and Baltimore in, in January, and, and that's a, a nasty weather type place for sure. It'll be interesting to. That definitely plays a role. You know, we, we see it every year when you have to go on the road and play in harsh environments. And, and also remember this, Kansas City has never played a road, like Patrick Mahomes has never played a road playoff game. He's going to find that out this year. And all of a sudden, Kansas City looks, um, boy, I, I don't I, I don't even know what to think of Kansas City at this point. There's problems. Big like, problems. You know, we, we just always said with Kansas City, oh, they'll figure it out. There's there's real issues there. Well, the, I think, the defense doesn't look the same. Uh, the offense um, just isn't getting it done. And now all of a sudden, you don't get Arrowhead. You do have to go on the road. And, and not that you know that that, that warm warm or cold weather is going to bother Kansas City. That's not you know that's not being in Miami. But that's another team that is for the first time in this version of it over the last what four or five years is going to have to go play in a hostile environment. And I don't want to just bang on it, but I think that is what's absolutely huge when it comes to this time of year. What can you do? I mean, like you said, Baltimore went to San Francisco, and yeah, Purdy had a little bit of bad luck, but that team is a loaded team. Defense, and- defense, and the ability to run the ball travel. And I think this goes back to like what you're saying with with Dallas or with with, uh, with Detroit, like with Detroit. You know, it, it's probably the defense that scares you um, the least of 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 these teams sure. that we consider to be uh, to kind of be elite teams. Um, you know, it, again, if you can play defense and you can run the ball, that's what travels to any sort of weather. And I, I just think when you look at Baltimore right now. And maybe shame on us. And and, and as, as beat up as, as they are, you know, with no, you know, Mark Andrews and all the, the, the issues at running back, they're sitting there as an 11 win team, got a chance to punch their ticket for the number one overall seed to make sure everything goes through. And if they win this week, then they get to sit the last week of the season and get the bye. Two weeks going to, to be healthy. I mean, this is a Baltimore team that we haven't really seen been healthy at all in the postseason. And Lamar is playing as good as anyone else. We, we talked about at the beginning of the season, if there was a team that not enough people were talking about that could be a Super Bowl team, it's it was the Baltimore Ravens. And 
they're they're proving it right now. I, I mean, after what they did to San Francisco, I don't know how anyone can say. And I think they're going to beat Miami. I, to, to me, that the Super Bowl runs through runs through Lamar Jackson. It runs through the Baltimore Ravens. And if there's any team that takes a week off at the end of the season and gets a bye that I'm not worried about, it's a Harbaugh led Baltimore Ravens. Because yeah. a lot of people say, you know, Rusty, blah blah blah. I I'm not worried about those guys in that situation. But, but it could be fun because outside of Baltimore, and I I still think San Francisco. I know they got drubbed. I think if they play that game 10 times, I don't think it goes like that. Agreed. I think that was a game that kind of snowballed away from them. I think Baltimore caught them. San Francisco is a damn good team. Very good. They're a really, really that good team. That could easily be the Super Bowl, and neither of us are going to be shocked. No, but outside of that, I don't think there's two complete teams. Uh, like I, I think those two are complete teams. I don't think there's big, glaring issues other than you got to be healthy. Right. Outside of that? Dude, I, I think this could be a wild year in the postseason because from from Philly to Dallas, uh, to Detroit to to Miami to Buffalo to Kansas City to I mean Cincinnati and you got all these backup quarterbacks in there and Joe Flacco baby yeah Joe Flacco <laughs> all of a sudden Joe freaking Flacco we got to get to that by we the will, way because, we will boy we're over our skis on Joe Flacco but it is I mean honestly outside of San Francisco and Baltimore who I trust even though what happened to san francisco we're just going to discount what they did to philly and dallas right still a hell of a team and it's the best team in the nfc outside of that dude i don't know i, I will reach this postseason and i'm, I'm t- nothing would shock me absolutely nothing would shock me um going into this because i think there's only two real complete teams in the NFL. And that being said, watch them now both get buys and watch them lose in the first round because welcome to the freaking NFL. Uh, I'm going to have my popcorn for Dallas, Detroit, just to kind of watch. But I'm fighting Dan Campbell's, baby. I'm I'm most intrigued by Baltimore, Miami, mostly because I just want to see what Miami can do. I just want to see. I know. I want. I I, I expect them to lose the game. I want. I want to see if they can go toe to toe. I want to see them play big boy football because right now they look better to me than Buffalo or or Kansas City. But I haven't seen them quite win that game. I want to see them prove it. And you know this was and that, that was the beauty part about um, Baltimore and in San Francisco was it was the Titans right we all want to mm-hmm. see the two bullies yep right there's you know anyone that's been in in, in any sort of uh, you know growing up everyone knew that there was always that one or two kid right in your school and they were always the scary guys and you know you always want to see them face off like who's the toughest and and Baltimore just got done with that and 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 they roughed them up and they've established themselves and Miami's still looking for that. As mm. good as Miami is, Miami is still looking for that respect. Signature us. win. They want a signature win, and it's like here it is, man. You know, th- this is your chance to prove it. And Baltimore was a dog against San Francisco, and and they played it up. And they even said afterwards, "Hey, man, keep keep doubting us." And and Miami's going to have a little bit of that. They should. There should be a chip on mm-hmm. our shoulder. Mike McDaniel's doing all this. You know, F Dan Marino, we're coming for your records, and they got this <laughs> swagger about them and slinging the ball around. And you know, and and our, and our defense is is better than you think. And and this is your chance, man. This is your chance to prove it. Go knock off Baltimore and plant your flag and win that division and say we are as good as anyone in the NFL because if you lose look you're still in the postseason but sure. it's a little bit more of like no well, one's going to believe you no one's going to believe in you yeah that is the AAA heating and cooling poll question which game would you rather watch Baltimore at Miami or Detroit at Dallas this weekend brought to you by AAA Heating and Cooling a family business helping families for over 50 years visit aaaiaq.com when we come back Jason Are you ready? Is he elite? Oh, I'm ready. Are you ready? Is this guy elite? Hall of Famer. Here we go. Thursday night football. But first, Schultze with sports. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the markable fighter. Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
A lot can happen between falling in love with a house and owning it. Having an advocate who can help you navigate negotiations, timelines, inspections, and more can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. This is College Bowl Week on Primetime with Isaac and Sue. Brought to you by Mods PDX. The future of building is here. On 1080 The Fan. Coming up in the 4 o'clock hour, we'll dive into Oregon versus Liberty as that game will take place on New Year's Day. The Fiesta Bowl will have wall-to-wall coverage right here starting at 8 a.m. 1080 the fan home of the Ducks leading up to it. And bowl games have been all right. You know, for all the the talk of, of bowl games not mattering, and I get it, you know, I, I'm trying to remember who it was that, what coach uh, said it's ridiculous. I think it might have been Lane Kiffin that your free agency is happening while the season's still going on and, and all different <laughs> opt-outs. And it's like you look at like Oregon he's State. He's not wrong. No, he's not wrong. You look at like Oregon State today who, good Lord, I don't know if anyone watched any of that. I had it up on the TV while we were getting ready for the show. Um, Ouch. Ouch. But, I mean, that's not Oregon State. We'll get into that in the 4 o'clock hour, it's sure. Just, it's just not. But, yeah. you know, when you see Arizona, did you see any Arizona last night? I did, yeah. Go go look at that. Go look at some of the video going around of those kids in the locker room and on the field and tell me that it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> they were stabbing inflatable footballs when they got turnovers. Yeah. <laughs> and the, 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 the Pop-Tart, like, getting ripped open and, you know, <laughs> like, in, in the old Pop-Tart bowl. And, you know, I understand that the Beavs got Count Chocula today, but... <laughs> You know, the bowl games still are, are a cool thing, and they've never mattered. They never no, have. No, no, no. But they're, they're still fun, and it's still a reward. And by the way, to anyone saying that no one watches, for all that stupid in-season tournament crap that I had to have shoved down my throat by members of the media down the throat. telling me how great that was, I want you to realize that the, the finals of that, with the great Los Angeles Lakers and LeBron James, Got significantly less people than wa- that watched that than Utah and Northwestern. Utah and Northwestern whooped its ass. Almost a million more people watched Utah and Northwestern in the no one gives a damn bowl than that in season tournament that the NBA spent a hundred million dollars. What twenty to- bucks on Utah? So stop with the no one cares and no one watches. Because if you're going to sit there and tell me how great the in season tournament was and how everyone loved it, it could have been better for the NBA. I'm sorry, but Utah versus Northwestern bitch slapped it. <laughs> so please just don't tell me that that no one cares about bowl games and that no, it doesn't matter. Yes, it does. It does matter to those kids. It matters to fan bases and people still tune in to watch them. So that's just my sorry. I was that was my rant when I when I saw the some of the the bowl game ratings. Yeah, I just laughed when I saw the number of of people that had watched that game yeah. versus, and then I just thought to myself. Oh yeah, I remember the in-season tournament. I think the in-season tournament got like was three and a half, maybe four million people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Utah Northwestern got like four point six. I just started. I I was like, yeah, oh okay. I, uh, I'll I, bet you the nine a.m. kickoff of a bowl game on a Thursday during the holidays sorry, just, is doing better. Just had like, and I just I just had that in my in my hip pocket. I don't know why it was like it was, that was one of those like one of those those hot takes over the holidays. Yeah, that I just been sitting <laughs> on there like ah, just waiting to go. A little, little fired up. That's the only reason why you're back today. Yes. The only reason why. The only reason that and, and the boss, I think, yelled yeah, at me. Okay, he was there like, you go. He's like, hey, hey. So get back in here. We'll, we'll, we'll pretend that doesn't count. Yeah. Well, in the long line of also games that nobody cares about that still probably drew a large amount of viewers, uh, did you notice Joe Flacco getting back to elite status last night yeah, as the Joe Browns Flacco. beat the Jets 37-20? to And let me tell you, that, that score does not indicate <laughs> how bad the Jets were last night. Iron crotch Joe Flacco? Joe Flacco. You know what? I will give Joe a little credit, and we'll get into the media being extremely stupid about this whole thing. What I'll give Joe Flacco a little bit of credit for last night, he looked like he was having fun. Yeah. And as a guy at the end of his career slinging the rock for a team that's going to go to the playoffs, I, I give him a lot of love for that. Exactly. His and, kids were there. And he, he, beat, a, and he beat a team that didn't want him in, in New York. And yeah. the, the, the narrative, I it's a great story. It's yeah. a great story. And by the way, Joe Flacco. This game is a great story. Yes. The Joe, rest of Joe, I don't know. Joe Flacco is a Super Bowl champion at one point, was right. the highest paid player in the NFL. Like, Joe Flacco can play the. Let's not act like Joe Flacco is like Trevor Simeon or anything. <laughs> okay. But at the same time, can we please. I, I, I beg every time we talk about quarterbacks on, on, on this program, I beg of people to please just have some common sense that we do this, we do it with. 
Joshua Dobbs. Yep. And we do it with, with, with uh, who, who else? Uh, we that, just did it with Tommy DeVito. Yeah, Tommy DeVito. We're about to do it with Baker Mayfield. We we do this all the time, We're and we're doing it with Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco is a thousand years old, and Joe Flacco hasn't been good in a number of years. But Joe Flacco is a pro, and he's on a yep. team in Cleveland that's really good. We talked about it at the start of the year. Cleveland is a Super Bowl roster. Yep. And 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 they just need quality quarterback play. And yeah, I know that they've they've had injuries, but Cleveland is a good roster, top to bottom, with a nasty defense. Miles Garrett's one of the scariest humans I've ever seen walk this planet. Yes, and 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 Flacco has come in, and he's a pro, and and he's playing in the confines of a system, and he's playing good ball over the last four weeks. But let's not act like everyone in the NFL missed on Joe Flacco. People are like like Robert Sala, like. Like they're, they're killing Robert Sala because he didn't go get Joe Flacco. They saw Joe Flacco in New York. <laughs> and Everyone that... saw Joe Flacco. There's a reason why no one called him. Cleveland didn't call him until every quarterback on their roster was hurt. Like they, they, Let's not act like Joe Flacco was just this, this immense talent that everyone like was, was, was underestimating. We, we've seen this. We, we've seen this where a guy comes out of retirement or a guy comes off the, the bench and for a couple weeks he can look pretty good. And maybe this is a Cinderella story. Maybe Joe Flacco rides off into the sunset. That'd be awesome. But I'm here for it. I am too. But there's a 99% chance that Joe Flacco eventually comes back down to reality exactly. be- because he's old-ass Joe Flacco. So appreciate it for what it is. Mm-hmm. And it's a great story and good for the people of Cleveland, even though that franchise I can't root for because of the Deshaun Watson thing. Right, but, right, right. You know, right it's, it's, you. it's a cool story. Yeah. But we just have to stop with the shaming everyone else for not bringing in Joe Flacco and acting like Joe Flacco could go to the Carolina Panthers right now and lead them to the playoffs. <laughs> or he goes in, if he played in New York with that offensive line, Joe Flacco would be dead. He'd dead. be Trent dead. Green, Jimmy Hoffa, nine feet under the stadium floor. Uh, score at halftime of this game is 34-17. There were six points scored in the second half. And let me tell you, I, w- I watched 90% of this game, okay? While Joe Flacco had some nice moves, got flushed out of the pocket, hit that nice pass, that 70-yard touchdown to Ford there. Yeah. That was really nice. Hell that looked yeah. really good. There were times this score, they should have had 50 on the Jets. There were times that there were open receivers in the end zone. He threw it way over the head to the back of the end zone. Yeah. Like, there were moments that I looked at Jotes, kind of like what I was saying leading up to this. Like, hell yeah, I'm into this. I really like what you got going here. But then there were moments it was like, you're 38. This is why you're a backup. This is why you got added at the end. But I'll, I'll root for it. I mean, is Cleveland going anywhere in the AFC? Probably not. You're probably not going to win anything with Joe Flacco, but he took him to the postseason. They salvaged this season, and he is giving them an opportunity. And look, if you can run the ball, what did we talk about last segment? If you can run the ball and play defense, that travels. And with the defense they have, and if Joe Flacco doesn't uh, make dumb decisions and, and turn the ball over, you're going to be in a lot of ball games. And we have seen teams with with backup quarterbacks make runs. I don't think we've ever seen a 38-year-old uh, come out of nowhere like this. But, you know, like I said, it's, it's a fun story, and it went from what could have been a disastrous season to... You made the postseason, and, and once you get to the dance, you've given yourself a puncher's chance. But I, I just wish that our narratives with quarterbacks were based in reality mm-hmm. and not based on Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless and emotion and, and emotion, and you know, because we just it, it is the normally I think when we, when we talk about football, there's a really lot of smart analysts out there, and I, I think there's some really good uh, people that break it down. But collectively, we just I don't know. As 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 a media, as a, as a fan base, as a as a football community, I I just think it's the one thing that we just put our heads squarely between our cheeks is how quickly we anoint quarterbacks. When we look back at the history, we know ninety nine times out of a hundred how these stories end. And again, see Tommy DeVito, see Dobbs, yeah. see the rest of these guys because we, we we just. Mike White the, last year. Mike the, White, yeah. The stat I saw. Who's la- the guy that was with Colin? Uh, who's the the? Uh, oh God, I forget his name. Jason McIntyre. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the co-host. Yeah. I swear to God, last year he was proclaiming that the Jets have their franchise quarterback in Zach Wilson. Guys, no, guys, no, 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 no. Look at Mike White. Look Mike at what White. he's Mike done. White. Look at yeah. look at it. Yeah, big lights in New Jets York. Fan. He handles the media well. I think I think he could do it, Colin. You know, Tommy again. Tommy DeVito. Tommy DeVito was the white Jeremy Lin. At least Lynn Sanity went on for like a month. Couple weeks, yeah. You know, but like we, you know, Tommy uh, Cutlets there, and, and now he's been benched. 
He's sat his ass down. If the playoffs were to start today, the Browns would take on the Jaguars, who've got a lot of issues right now, can, now that Trevor Lawrence is out. I'll tell you, they can beat Jacksonville. Yeah, for sure. They can win a playoff game. Uh, Absolutely. A- after that, uh, yeah, it's steep. I think the stat that I, I think one of the big reasons, too, why Joe gets blown up is, A, the previous talk of, is Joe a lead, et cetera, all that garbage. Sure. But also, like, looking at the six games Deshaun Watson played, he had five touchdowns and a pick. Yeah. In six games. Yeah. Joe threw three last night. Well, so I think it's part of what you're talking about. It's a Super Bowl roster, and finally there's somebody back there that isn't dead or a garbage human being that can actually do something. Well, and if you're Cleveland, and it's the same thing that Denver's facing right now, is you, Cleveland and, and Denver both have massive, massive financial problems in that you gave a ton of money Yep, and, and one fully guaranteed to two players right now that aren't very good and at mm-hmm. least Denver is trying to address theirs maybe in a really bad way but if you're Cleveland I don't know what you do going going forward because you better help DTR is awesome <laughs> either that or you hope that Deshaun Watson can turn back the clock because it's been a long time since Deshaun Watson was a it was a good player in this league and that's where we'll finish up the NFL we talked about this a little bit yesterday as Will Ortner sat in about the situation going on in Denver and Russell Ooh. Wilson and Ooh, boy, how nasty and scary that looks like now. But then it's a little more out there as Russell Wilson speaks from his camp and what's going on in Denver. We'll go there next. This is Primetime, Isaac and Souk, 1080 The Fan. This is College Bowl Week on Primetime with Isaac and Souk. Brought to you by Mods PDX. The future of building is here. On 1080 The Fan. 503-864-6326. That is the Vancouver Ford text line. Uh, thank you, Soup. Nobody was singing the praises of Joe Flacco last year. Then he plays solid this year. And revisionist history 101 kicks in as always. Yeah, so look, enjoy it for what it is, but do not sure. do not throw shade at any team for not going to get Joe Flacco. I because had a blast no watching him last night. Well, it's like we do this like when with Brock Purdy, right? Or, or any of Tom Brady. Well, they all had a chance to, to draft Brock Purdy. Yeah, no one did because no one thought he was any good. <laughs> no one drafted Tom Brady because he wasn't any good. And then the flip side is, is Brock Purdy has a bad game against oh, uh, yeah, Baltimore. Yeah, and I was giving, I got a couple buddies. That's terrible. That I, I got a couple buddies that I work with that are diehard Niners fans. And we showed up and they were talking about the game. And I was like, you know, I always like to play dumb. Oh, uh, I heard on the street that Brock Purdy's not very good at quarterback. Whoa, what, what do you mean? It's like, Brock, hey, Brock hey, Purdy you know, was playing with you. Was the I'm leader with you. leader in the MVP category like he was the odds on favorite to win the mvp more so than another guy on his team who i think deserves it and christian mccaffrey and he goes against baltimore who's nasty and he doesn't play a good game but but and one of those the the first pick the the hamilton pick was a great play by and by the way that's one of the best safeties in the nfl sure and he thought he could throw it into a window uh by the way drove him down the field but you know he he had a big balls throw he had a brett Favre moment and, and it got picked yep outside of that those were all tipped balls. Yeah. And I, I don't remember who it was. It might have been, uh, who was it? Who was the NFL analyst that was breaking it down? Oh, God, I forget. Um, uh, it was, I think it was on Colin's show. Um, and uh, and he just he said, like look. Albert he, Breer or somebody like that? Yeah. It was a, and again, a guy, I, I was, it was a really good breakdown. And he simply said, look. He goes, dude, if those balls don't, if those balls just get batted down, we're not having this conversation. Yeah. But you can't go from being the MVP and then have a bad game, and then be like, well, I told you. It's like, He's trash. You also can't go the other way. Yes. You can't go from being garbage to having a great game, but and then all of a sudden you're God. We just, the NFL, and I know it's weird now with the, the 17th week, but you know when when I played, or when I played, when I stood on the sidelines in the NFL, right, <laughs> for, my, for my couple years and I had my cup of coffee, everyone always said the NFL is, is played in, it, it's 16 weeks and it's played four quarters, yeah. so four games. Don't make any sort of conclusion to anything until at least four games have gone by. I mean, Belichick and Brady made a career off that by never winning, losing games in December. Yes. You, know? you just simply go four weeks at a time. And even after four weeks, you can simply say, hey, it's trending in, in a direction. But, you know, we don't even go four games at a time. We go quarters at a time. Quarters at a time. And we take things sometimes that have nothing to do. Like, uh, you know, a quarterback can... Uh, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts lost the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, that is one of the best performances you will ever see in a Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts was he was great, phenomenal. 
And yet we're going to sit there and say, oh, Jalen Hurts didn't win the big one. And, and now this year, Jalen Hurts is kind of having a, you know, it's an injury plague year and doesn't look that good. And people are going to be like, oh, Jalen Hurts, I don't know if he can win. So. I, I told you, I don't know if he can win the big one. Shut up. If the Philadelphia defense had shown up at all, Jalen Hurts puts on one of the great all-time performances, wins the Super Bowl MVP, and what are we talking about Jalen Hurts? Top he, five, top two. But he, but he, it didn't. And through no fault of his own, and and now you know the narrative of him completely changed. So we even do that with quarterbacks: is we take something that is completely arbitrary, like winning or losing a game, uh, that had nothing to do with Jalen Hurts. He played phenomenal in that game, but now we're going to use that to judge him one way or another. It's just it's the it's the weirdest thing we do in sports, I, I believe, as a as a media, is how we judge and and rise and tear down quarterbacks. Um, seemingly for for very arbitrary reasons. I think you're spot on. There are real narratives and then there are fake narratives. And we'll slide into this real narrative as we tease <laughs> coming a, in. This is a real one. And this is a real narrative. This isn't something like Jalen doesn't win the Super Bowl, so he must be trash, or Purdy loses a game to Baltimore in primetime on Christmas Day. This is a real narrative, and this is a continuing situation of Russell Wilson in Denver. Yeah. As you look back, I mean, there were times where it looked like things weren't great in Seattle, uh, but the contract was signed, and it looked like it was going to go, and then all of a sudden, boom, he's traded. Yep. Then those, those reports come out about kind of how a bad locker room guy he is, but maybe a fresh start was a good move, and blah, 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 blah. Here we are now at the death of Russell Wilson. And it's strange because he, you know, the last year was disastrous. It was one of the greatest falls from grace. And by the way, that's not a, 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 a made-up narrative. No. It was one of the, the great collapses that I've ever seen in the NFL. From from where Russ was in Seattle to what last year in, in Denver. And then this year, uh, the Broncos come out and just absolutely S the bed. But Russ looks better. He had a six, seven game week stretch there where he looked pretty good. I, I said it that he may not be the answer to the Broncos problems, but he's not the cause of their problems. Mm -hmm. And now here we are with Denver still, I think seven and eight, still with a chance. They're not to, mathematically eliminated. Not mathematically eliminated. And um they sat Russell Wilson for Jarrett Stidham and then have the balls to stand up there and say that that they are benching Russell Wilson for performance and that they want to see what they have in Jarrett Stidham. You want to talk about... I know what you got in Jarrett Stidham. We, we, I, I'm we, very aware of what you got in Jarrett Stidham. I mean, we, we call in Joe Flacco, Iron Crotch Flacco. Well, I'll tell you what, Iron Balls, the Denver Broncos, and Sean Payton for trying to roll out the narrative that <laughs> you're benching Russell Wilson because you want to see what you have in Jarrett Stidham. You're benching Russell Wilson, and now it's come out simply because he didn't want to play ball with you. Yep, yep, and that's, that's a report. Uh, Russell Wilson came out today and did speak and said that they told me to adjust my contract or I would be benched and you can't you can't blame a guy when you sign the contract and yeah he signed it in Seattle and it got traded to Denver or however that goes down if Denver's part of that you have a contract and as a player you got to get yours so I'm never going to trash somebody for fighting I, for theirs no, I've, I've heard I mean obviously this happens all the time in the offseason like you know, people come to you and be like hey you're expensive and um you figure know, it out or you're out figure it out or you're out um, by the way, they still owe Russell Wilson $85 million. So the idea that they could get out from underneath him, I, I thought it was kind of foolish. I was like, he, 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 there's no way they can get out from underneath that. But it sounds like they're just going to say, F it, um, we are, screw you. But I, I do not ever recall, and by the way, the NFLPA is going to look into this. For sure. I, I, you can't go to a guy and say, hey. Uh, <laughs> change your contract. Change your contract, or you, or, or you ain't playing. Like the NFLPA is is this is going to be investigated. And obviously, Denver is coming out and saying that that, that that's that's you know that, not that, true. That's not true. Of and course, this thing They'll is cover their ass. This thing is going to end very very poorly. Um, but it it is um, I just have never seen anything quite like it. The most from, from the from the fall from grace to seemingly a bit of a resurrection to thinking maybe you were on stable ground. And by the way, they came to him. Like they, they've been trying to do this for weeks. Like this isn't something that they just did now. This is something they came to him weeks ago and said, "Hey, adjust the guarantees, or we're going to sit your ass in the middle of a season when you were trying to dig your way out of it." Like they beat the Kansas City Chiefs, and they're right. like, "Hey, adjust first time since 2015. Adjust it or sit your ass down." I mean, it is it is fascinating to see what the hell is going on in Denver, and if you don't think that there's some some bad blood and and that Sean Payton, um wants nothing to do with Russell Wilson, that's all you need to know 
I mean, this is uh, that's what blows, this is kind of unprecedented. That's what blows my brain the most. I mean, you can see quarterbacks fall from grace. You know, you can see you can see they get to an age, whether it's their legs or their arm or their brain or whatever, where it's just not firing anymore. The concept to me that Sean Payton could have had any job in the league and took this, and took this one and just like that realizes this is a bad situation. It makes me wonder. What you know, I I give Peyton all the credit in the world. It makes me wonder kind of what the hell he was thinking. Well, I kind of want to see like, and, and maybe we'll never know, but stuff tends to leak. I I kind of want to know what exactly was going on because I'm telling you, Russ is not the problem in Denver. No, Russell Wilson is not great. He just he just isn't. And maybe Russ was never great. I I always thought Russ sure. was better than than anyone gave him credit for. In I always, Seattle, I said yesterday on this show there was a year or two there where I thought he was the best in the league. I I I. I and and me and Joey go back and forth on this when Harrington comes on. Harrington's never been a Russ guy. He always thought Russ was overrated. I always thought Russ was underrated. Um, so, that, that, so maybe we look back and 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 he should be a two-time Super Bowl champ. Um, I just think when you look at at what he did this year, the idea that Denver is willing to eat eighty-five million dollars—it's got to be bad. And, and by the way, they they're seven and eight. And and like they're still technically in this, and that they're it's it's so bad, and they're they're willing to just eat that and just put themselves in in absolute purgatory for the next year or two, and just say screw it. That that can't just be that Russ isn't great because he may not be great. And you look at when they when they were winning games there and they dug their way out of that. The defense was playing better. They were running the ball. Russ wasn't being asked to throw the ball forty five times. But again, he wasn't their 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 answer. But he wasn't the problem. So the fact that you went to him and and did this weird you have told the public that he is the problem. Yes, and and that you're just saying screw it man, you're out of here. There has to be more to this. And we heard some of the stuff last year about having his own office and you know kind of like doing his own thing and and that Sean Payton was like no, that's not the way we're going to do this. I'm guessing that after the season or when this thing gets ugly and it already is that there's going to be a uh there's going to be some leaks. Someone's going to squeal. Someone's going to squeal about about Russ, and my guess is it's not going to be pretty. With no. all the stuff coming out of Seattle um, that we heard about, you know, towards the end, and then the stuff last year, my guess is that they're going to put a big old cherry on top of the Russ um, PR disaster. And 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 I'm I'm, I'm very interested because there 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 is more to this than just. On-field performance for Jarrett Stidham. Yeah, so we'll see if he goes down the Joe Flacco route or maybe even the Cam Newton route. Does he become untouchable? We'll see how all that plays out. We come back. Uh, the Fiesta Bowl tomorrow features your Oregon Ducks against Liberty. How do we expect this game to shake out? We got a loaded 4 o'clock hour. Don't go anywhere. Primetime, 1080 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.